Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bold Brew Podcast. I'm your host, Lily Savignon, joined by our Director of Culture, Patricia Menendez. Hi, everyone. Today, we have two former Bold presidents, Carlos Fernandez and Valentina Lara. Carlos graduated from FIU in 2019 with a bachelor's in marketing, whereas Valentina graduated in 2018 with a bachelor's in public relations. Carlos is now a publicity junior manager at Universal Music Latin Entertainment, and Valentina is an account executive at Edelman, Miami. Happy to have you both here. Welcome. Thank you. It's nice being back. Well, virtually, but nice being back. Excited to be here and always happy to give back to Bolt. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you guys got involved in Bolt. Both of you have different majors and graduated at different times. So tell us a little bit about that and what you worked on. Sure. So I actually joined Bold what was the second semester of my freshman year. So I was one of the youngsters on the team. And I think that was really beneficial for me because I was able to kind of come into the world of understanding at an early age what I wanted in my career. Carlos and I are friends from high school. We had a lot of classes together freshman year as well. So when this opportunity came up, I immediately pulled him in and I was like, hey, I know we want to do big things and I think this is going to help us get there. Um, so that's kind of the background context of how it all even started. Similar to what Valentina was saying, I was still figuring out what I want to do. I know it was in marketing, just wasn't sure which um, avenue or which branch of the umbrella I wanted to do. So I saw this was an up and coming club. I found that there was an opportunity um, for me to be involved since it was a smaller group of people. And yeah, we took that leap of faith, I guess, if you want to call it, and joined the club and started learning and, and growing within it. That's awesome. I find it so cool how you guys knew each other before and like you kind of came in together. So that's so cute. I love that story. Um, so do you guys have any favorite projects or a favorite memory from your time at Bold? We can start with um, Carlos. One of my favorite memories was the New York trip. It was, if I'm not mistaken, the first one that was ever done with Bold. First, like not going to lie, I went because it's New York and how much fun is that is New York. But then on the professional side, um, I thought it was a great opportunity to meet all these different agencies that we hear about, but we don't really know about. Um, they got to see our faces. We were able to network with them. So I think that was like a big um, impactful moment for all of us that went on that trip. And um, just bold as a whole, like I saw it go from nothing. Well, and I don't want to say nothing, but I saw it go from just maybe 20 of us to over 100 people. So I thought that that was like, very impactful as well like wow like look at what all of us were able to do and what we were able to contribute to FIU and to Bold. I'd say for sure favorite memory has to be the New York trip I mean not only was it so much fun um, just to be in New York for spring break with your friends but also to be there you know going to agencies getting to know the agency world and also at, at a younger age because I think Carlos and I were both um the youngsters from the group at that point, we were just starting our junior year. So we really did have an advantage going in, understanding, okay, this is what agency life looks like. And these are the things that we're going to have to do to prepare ourselves to compete against, you know, the roster of talent that's kind of uh, applying for the internships in these agencies. And honestly, for me, that's what got me into wanting to work at an agency. Before then, um, as you know, I, I studied public relations, but after this trip, I started considering, you know, the digital route, creative strategy, that side of work as well. That's awesome. I wish I could have gone to the New York trip. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so sad. That's probably one of the biggest, you know, 
like sad moments or for bold last year because everybody was looking forward to a New York trip. Or no, wait, we went on the New York trip. Sorry, we went, but this year was the one that it was canceled. We had just come back before the like like shutdown. So perfect timing. All that's happened during spring break. So yeah, yeah, we had done. We came back. I think like two days before they wow. The like you need to get tested if you <laughs> came from New York during this time. So. Luckily, we made it happen in 2020, and unfortunately, this semester we haven't, but it's okay. It'll happen again at some point. And um, I don't know, I just think about the New York trip with you two and with that group, and I have such fond memories. That was the year that we had the blizzard, right? Oh, yes. yes. That, yes. Was that was the year we had the blizzard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, no, I mean... That, that, that trip though because we got snowed in and we, we we were able to reschedule all of well majority of all of our our agency visits we visited facebook jw thompson no is it jw thompson yeah jw thompson mmc, MMC. i forgot the other ones right now i don't mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean it was it was an incredible experience and definitely the the snowstorm threw us out of whack but because you were able to reschedule i know a lot of them were back to back so i think it was like we were on our way to gray we might have gotten lost on the subway <laughs> and we're like I, I think that group specifically we're like guys if we want to make it an agency new york life we're gonna have to figure out the subway <laughs> like we're gonna have to find a way to get there and get there on time um but we did it <laughs> nonetheless yeah i love was- that mentality Love it. It was so much fun. It was amazing. So, <laughs> Bali, you kind of talked a little bit about how like the North New York trip impacted you and everything. And Carlos, you also said it played a big role. Like, do you guys ever see yourselves in New York? Like after that huge trip, do you, do you guys ever see yourselves there? So New York really opened up my eyes in terms of agency world. Like that's when I really realized that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, but New York as a place within itself, I have friends that live there and I appreciate the hustle and, and the movement of the city. I don't think it's somewhere where I would live. You never know where your career can take you, but definitely I have my eyes on Chicago. And for me, I mean, I've always had that dream of moving to New York, but I think as I've grown my career here in Miami, um, I don't really see myself going to New York. I, I do have contacts up there that I once this pandemic is over, I'll be able to travel and like visit over there and, and I'll be working through over there, but I don't really see myself living there necessarily. Yeah, and I was gonna say, I also feel like the pandemic has like completely changed what even living somewhere looks like, because at least for me, and I know Carlos is the same for you, we're on the phone or we're on Teams calls with people all over the US, in Latin America, in Europe, it doesn't really matter where our colleagues are. So right now, like that idea of, of living somewhere, there's a certain comfort of just being home and being safe, especially in like COVID times. So can't even imagine myself moving for work anytime soon. What also is like stuck with me in recently because all my friends have encouraged me. They're like, oh, go to New York. Like you've always wanted to do that. But you know, I know not, not anymore. Miami, Miami's home and Miami is probably where I'll be staying for this is the first time, breaking news, everyone. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. Like, Carlos, my friend, has always wanted to go to New York. So I'm glad we're, like, keeping you here. <laughs> wow. Your talents in Miami. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. And I, it's so interesting to see both of you talk like that. Because, like, like, I've seen people with the perspective of Carlos that they want to stay in Miami. And other people are like, no, I want to soar, you know, experience the other advertising cities out there. So that's very interesting. 
Um, so you guys were presidents at different times in Boulder. You guys said you guys are friends. So what's, what's the story behind that? Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, I'm, I'm about to spill some tea right now. This is an exclusive for you all on this podcast. And Carlos, you know what I'm going to say. We were both extremely involved in Bold. And when it came time to e-board elections, I was, I'm like, Carlos, this is your time. I'm rooting for you. You're going to be president. Even the previous president was like, yes, Carlos, this is for you. Because at that point, I had the mindset, I still want to be, you know, really involved in Bold, but work, life, et cetera, was just very crazy and hectic. And then Carlos was like, well, work life, et cetera, is very crazy and hectic for me too. So I am actually not going to apply for president and I'm going to put you on the ballot or whatever the situation was back then. And I, I ran like, you know, I didn't have competition. It was just, I, it was me against nobody else. And Carlos wasn't going to do it. And I was like, well, Carlos, you can't leave me in this by myself so if you're telling me i'm gonna be president then you at least have to stay on as like vpf because he even as vpf um vice president of finance for those that might not catch that um <laughs> basically you know he was the heart and soul of so many things organization wise that just kept us together as a club and as an organization and, and he was such a like prominent voice that i felt that i would not even be able to do it without him but he threw that onto me so then when i graduated I'm like, it's your time. You know, we, there was a process, an interview process. There were other candidates, but Carlos had that conversation. It was his last semester. And I was like, it's your time to shine now. There, there's no one you can pass this to anymore. Um, so that's like my antidote, at least from my perspective, what happened. <laughs> I mean, I think you pretty much covered the whole story. <laughs> I, was, I was going through my phase where I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, um, applying to different jobs. And I was very focused, not only in bold, but my personal career. So I felt overwhelmed at that point. I was like, I can't do this. Like, it's a lot of work. Like, I, I just can't myself doing it. And I didn't want to let the club down either. I was like, Vale, you got to do this. I'll help you out. Like, we, we will help each other out. But I can't like have this title right now, because it's just not something I want to be responsible for at the moment. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we essentially did we, we, we worked together like yeah, I mean, the, the title the title for me at the time was president, but at the same time, I had just started my uh, internship at Edelman. It was my last year at FIU, and, and Lily can be, you know, she can attest to this. Carlos and I were kind of like co-leads at the moment, and, and with the rest of you board, Jose and everyone else that was part of the club, we could not do what we did without being together every single step of the way. There were so many nights that we had a bold meeting, and I was just late in the office, living my intern life and I was like guys I'm, I'm not gonna make it this is what I need from you or there's a night that Carlos is like hey this is what I need from you and and we're constantly that support system for each other yeah yeah and something you didn't mention was that 4k I was in full swing so oh, oh my gosh yeah <laughs> Bali, you can talk people on this one Okay, sure. So Forkia, for those of you, Forkia Miami, for those of you that don't know, that's sort of like a, a passion project that we started when we were in college. Um, I started off interning in 2018. So 2018, 26, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on time. 2016 actually was my first internship. And at that point, although there were bloggers, influencers, the Miami millennial Gen Z 
Instagram influencer wasn't at the peak how it was now. So really, there was, it was just an opportunity that came up. I was working at um, a PR agency, and we were really focused on food clients. I'm a huge foodie. I love food. I love to cook. And I said, hey, you know, no one around me or no one my age is, is doing this right now. And I think it would be a really good opportunity to, to just you know, create my own little page. And I, I had a, we had a website and everything and where we just, you know, went to different restaurants. It started off, we would go, we would take pictures, do reviews. We started getting invited to go to restaurants. Carlos is like a f amazing photographer. So Carlos, you know, jumped along for the ride and he was sort of like my social media strategist. And we really worked together to work on different partnerships. I think we landed something with McDonald's. We did something with So We Went and Food and Coke. Um, so really like the opportunities that came from that project alone were incredible. I, Carlos, yeah, I'll, I'll I let mean, you chime in here. Yeah, I mean, Forkia definitely, not to be cliche or cheesy, but like changed my life. It opened like a whole other door for me. Um, at that time I was working at a healthcare company, just working, trying to get, you know, that extra cash <laughs> as a college student. And um, I just wasn't doing something that I wanted to do. And I knew I needed to find something and um vale vale presenting for get to me was like the perfect opportunity i love food as well i'm a huge foodie i'm a still foodie gaining all that quarantine weight till this date um and nothing so i was just like yeah this is super cool i, I love social media this is something that i'd love to dabble in experiment at the end of the day it was an experiment to see what we could do with that page and it eventually became our our side hustle our, our job and our our baby like where we were able to meet a bunch of people. Um, we were able to connect with other people within the industry, like PR companies that we eventually started working with again in the future with our careers. And yeah, I mean, it was it was an awesome experience. I'm not gonna lie, it was, it was super cool. It, and it definitely prepped us for now from both like the, I guess, media relations side and the digital social side, because it's like, we got email pitches and it was like, oh, this is awesome. Or, oh, this is what not to do. And then we just learned as we were going, you know, it made us really resourceful analytics. We wrote blog content. We had to be at two places and at once or more for multiple nights. And that comes with like sort of that hustle that we had in college where when we weren't studying, when we weren't bold, when we weren't just maybe breathing or sleeping, we were at events, we were, you know, doing brand partnerships. We were constantly hustling. And that's a character trait that has helped us now because the hustle is still real guys, but just in a different sense. Sure. Absolutely. And I think that's something that's like we all have in common at bold. I think it still holds true that it's like that heart where it's like the crazy drive of Absolutely. how can we make this better? Mm -hmm. What are we, what else are we doing? How are we going to be marketable and all of that? And I think a lot of it comes from your time, right? That, that's kind of like how we set the foundation of it. So Actually, for yeah, I remember back to the New York trip, not to dwell on it, but this is, I think, totally worth mentioning. I remember Forkia provided a list of places to dine or to try oh, yeah. in New York City during the trip. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so if we weren't, you know, in an agency or lost on a subway, we were making our, our you know, one way across the city to, you know, try dumplings in East Village, but then also get like the biggest burger you've ever seen, like right next to Central Park. <laughs> like Carlos and I were nonstop and eating a ton. Uh, College 15 is real, guys. <laughs> um, eating, hustling, like that. It was, it, they're just such good memories because not only did that make a memorable trip, like professionally, but personally, like, 
you know, it just fueled our friendship, our relationship with Lily and, and with the other people that we went on the trip with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that that feeling at the end of the trip, and it feels like every year it happens, you know, where it's like everyone is so close knit by that time, just because of like everything that you go through and just like everything you basically live in a very short amount of time. It really bonds you together. So let's talk about work and let's talk about how it is that you landed your jobs, because I know that Vale, you have kind of like a funny story stemming from the New York trip, but then Carlos, you could talk about like, you know, you're dreaming to live in, or to live, to work in entertainment. Um, so whoever wants to go first, jump in, but let's talk about work. All right, Carlos, <laughs> <laughs> you've been dubbed. Okay, so, um, I mean, I've always liked the entertainment world. It's something that I've always wanted to, to dabble into. I just didn't know if it was right for me. Like I mentioned before, I was working in healthcare just to kind of get by, but I realized that I needed to get out of that comfort zone and um, start exploring my options. So I started interning at a football or soccer club called Miami FC, where I was doing brand partnerships. I mean, it wasn't exactly the, the, the area that I wanted to work in, but it definitely opened my eyes as to like how at least the sports world works, how you don't really have days off on the weekend because that's when the games are happening, um, how certain marketing strategies go about with, um, within those within those organizations like how they reach out to different outsourced people like how they outsource people and how they plan their strategies based off of certain events and how the games go and and just like exploring that whole world from there i ended up interning at the orange bowl committee where i was able to again intern in the marketing and promotions department i was exposed to lots of media interactions. I was able to plan a lot of events, contribute to those events, uh, work on social media content planning for their big uh, fundraiser, which is the Orange Bowl Food and Wine Festival that they have. And um, I was also able to attend their biggest event, which is the Orange Bowl game. And it was an amazing experience that definitely opened up a lot of doors and made a lot of relationships that I still have to this day. And I like appreciate them so much that I don't even view them as like networking relationships. I see them as like friends. Um, so I'm definitely, so that's where that went. And then me and my little hustler self, I was applying like a madman to every single record label in the United States that I could possibly apply to. I definitely wanted to stay in the marketing realm, uh, but there was unfortunately nothing available at that time. And I'm not going to lie to you. I have, I had no clue what the music business was. I didn't know what A&R was completely at that point. I didn't know, which is artist and repertoire. Um, I didn't know what the publicity team had to do. I didn't know what the marketing team had to do. I just knew that I wanted to be working in music and that's what I was going to do. So I applied like a madman, got rejected multiple times from multiple labels and eventually found this opportunity that I am now as a publicity intern. Um, from my time there, I obviously um, had to work my butt off and uh, work lots of hours because I wanted to to learn more than anything. I mean, I was, I, I like Valentina mentioned before, I was a marketing major um, and I had no clue what the PR world was. I had, I had an idea of what it was and I knew, and I had a concept of what it was, but I didn't know what it really took to get those relationships and what it took to send those pitches and get on um, those interviews. So um, that's where I'm at now. I don't know if I answered the question. I feel like I went off the tangent a little bit, but yeah, that's where I'm at now. 
Yeah, and so Carlos and I totally have that like hook in common um, in the sense of applying like mad men, mad women <laughs> everywhere. No pun intended with the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, I started off essentially as a PR intern. I then went into work at Modern Luxury um, Publications. So Miami Magazine, they also own Ocean Drive as a marketing and editorial intern, and then became a marketing assistant there. So I was working a lot of events. And that was really when I first got to switch over um, from my PR hat into just general digital marketing, digital strategy, influencer work, event partnerships. And at the same time, um, because it, it was an unpaid position, I got this really great opportunity to start working front desk at YNR, which I know doesn't sound like much, but without that experience, I probably wouldn't have got into my next step, which is Edelman, just because I was able to I don't know. I, I made really great connections with the creative team. I guess I was a new target audience for them. They would come to me. They would ask me questions. They would try to kind of tap into my mindset. And I got the opportunity that while I was working at the front desk, I would like write copy here or there, or I'd give them ideas on, hmm, how about this? And I think that's kind of what opened like that next door for me, which is, you know, just, you know, I, I really want this and it's time for internship cycle. So let me just apply everywhere and see where I land. At that point, I applied, I'm not kidding you when I say everywhere, um, a ton of different agencies, dozens or more probably, and to a ton of different positions. At that point, I was like, I don't care where I land, I just wanna land somewhere because I wanna get my foot in the door. Um, lucky enough, I was in Washington, D.C., on a Washington, D.C. trip with Bold uh, when I found out um, about the Edelman Miami internship opportunity and the recruiter was actually in the DC office so I was just freaking out I was like I was like can we, can we meet now in person <laughs> you know should I wait until for the interview back in Miami um because it was so exciting you know Edelman just you know their reputation stands above you know so many in the industry and just what we're known for for our earned heritage and trust and just storytelling overall was something I was really interested in so got to Miami, started off as an intern, May 2018, October 2018, got hired as an assistant account executive, working full time, while being a full time student my last semester of school, while being the vault president, so pressure was on, and still going to dinners for Forkia, so that's kind of, we're coming full circle there too. Um, and then last year I was promoted to account executive, and the opportunity to work on the digital and creative team it's just so incredible just because the people that I work with really, they wear so many hats and, and I have to wear so many hats too, but that's just something that I love. We get to be, you know, digital strategists, but we also get to think like planners. We get to do data and analytics and we get to see the execution of the creative come through the end. So really it's, it's an opportunity that I encourage others to do to apply like crazy everywhere because you never know where you're going to land. And even if you're applying and, the other side of the U.S., you might be lucky enough to get an opportunity here or wherever, you know, is your home. And now with virtual, it doesn't matter. <laughs> For sure. Wow. Lou, did you want to say something? <laughs> I did. Because now when Valentina was talking about, it's so weird to call you Valentina, we're going to go with Vale. So um, uh, when Vale was talking about, okay, so in 2018, I was doing this, 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 and this, and this. I, it made me think, okay, so what are you doing now? Like, what's your this, this, and this, and this, right? So what's your day-to-day -day like now, Valley? <laughs> okay, that's, that's a great question. 
as you can tell, I love doing this, this, and this, and this. So <laughs> beyond um, sort of my day-to-day at work, I am also doing my master's program also at FIU, so proud Panther over here. Um, I'm doing the GSC program with the Graduate Certificate in Conflict Resolution. Right now, I am on my last semester working on my thesis. So that currently is my this, 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 you know, all of that <laughs> is my thesis. Um, when I'm not working on my thesis, I'm really just working. I think right now during the pandemic, we've gotten such incredible opportunities in the network and, and with our different clients just to be really innovative and be really forward thinking with the strategies that we're, we're bringing up front. So every day is a challenge. Every day there's, there's a new obstacle, but I, I truly think that I thrive in that sort of environment. And at the end of the day, there's always some sort of you know, if there's not a solution, we make a solution. <laughs> so that's the sort of mindset that I think drives my day forward. There's sometimes long days. Um, I tend to wake up, work out, work, 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 lunch break. Um, and I always take my time to really take my lunch break. Like that is sacred to me, taking like a good lunch break. I recommend that to everyone. You need like that midday brain refresher. And then my afternoons are either breathing for, for the, the time that I can, which I, I know that sounds like such a basic thing, but it's like, it's really important to just breathe. Um, and then sometimes, you know, schoolwork, but I'm, I'm excited to be graduating now, end of April, I think they announced, um, and, you know, close that chapter because definitely it's been an incredible ride in my education, but it's been challenging having to manage both that and work and life. So hobbies involve breathing. That's good and noted. Hobbies involve breathing. <laughs> I breathe a lot. <laughs> yeah. Check. Did I breathe I also, today? Yeah, I sanity check. Eat. So I breathe and I eat. Um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, Carlos? What's your this, this, and that? My this, this, and that. Um, it's kind of a lot. So I'm applying to my, for my master's program at FIU as well. So I want to go back to the stomping grounds. Um, I'm going to be doing the master's in marketing. Um, I'm also, obviously, besides working, uh, I'm working on my little side project, The Life of Charles, my YouTube channel. Go subscribe if you haven't. Um, I kind Humble of plug at The Life of Charles. <laughs> That's what we were taught. Humble plugs. plugs. <laughs> now it's shameless plugs. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I've been doing that as a, as a passion project just because I love creating content. So it's something that I'm really passionate about. I, I edit, I make my own little videos and I just do it to keep myself a little busy just because to let my creative juices flow a little bit more. Um, and I mean, yeah, I feel like my life is just work. The channel, hanging out with family. I've been slacking on working out, unfortunately, but I'm getting back on that grind. And yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Working family spending time with loved ones i got a peloton so you can come over you can come over oh, whenever I, i've, I've turned my done. my whole living room turned into a gym so you gotta come visit <laughs> peloton is the latest craze i feel like that's been the quarantine you know craziest type of thing where everyone's just been ordering pelotons i've seen so many deliveries in my neighborhood it's crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly i recommend like I, i'm obsessed <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So what's it like working for big companies like Universal Music and Edelman? Valentina, you kind of talked a little bit about that, how like everyone knows Edelman, you know, like their name, you know, precedes them. So how about we start with you? What's it like working there? Sure. I mean, I think it's for me personally, it's an honor to be able to work somewhere like Edelman. And I think that they just foster this sort of environment of entrepreneurship within the individuals that work there to begin with. So I, I think that's incredible. There's this mindset that like ever since I, even when I was an intern, you know, they would say it like everyone is an account executive. Like Richard Edelman always says that everyone is an account executive. And what that mindset is, is essentially you're an intern, your voice counts, you know, your opinions matter. You can be the executive vice president, the CEO, you know, we, they roll up their sleeves when they have to, and they get involved in projects when they have to. So one of the best things that I have experienced working at Edelman Miami is being young and being a Latina and being able to work in Miami has allowed me to position myself in a way where I am a connector of the US market to the Latin American market, also to the US Hispanic market. I get to work general market. I get to work multicultural. And I think what's been really impressive for me is that when I first started, I was the youngest one in my office at a whopping age of 20. Um, <laughs> now I'm, I'm turning 24 this year, so definitely not, not the youngest anymore. But it was really interesting because my opinion mattered at that young age, I felt. I was nervous. I was an intern. I didn't know, you know if I was going to be able to raise my hand. But that was something that really helped me get far just in three years to where I am now because they value my opinion as a Gen Z or a Xennial, however you want to call it. Um, as a woman, as a Latina, I get to raise my hand and, and be active in conversations and pull that, you know, I really did pull that seat up to the table and I was like, hey, like I'm here and I can bring this perspective to our clients and, and this perspective to the work that we're doing. And I think that there's an opportunity to move forward this way or whatever that case is. Um, so that's kind of what I love about my experience at Edelman. And I think you can find that experience in a lot of places. It's just a matter of making it happen for you. If you want it, and I don't remember, it might've been Rebecca Minko. I don't remember who exactly said the quote, but it was like, if there's no seat at the table or, you know, if, you know, you might be the youngest one. It doesn't matter where you are. Pull up that seat. Like, make sure you're being listened to. And I, I think we see that all the time with little flukes of, you know, certain campaigns that go out in either the PR marketing or ad agency. It's important that our voices are heard no matter our level or no matter, you know, who we are, where we come from. So that's something that Edelman really does strive to do. So I, um, working at Universal, I mean, it's honestly a dream come true. Not going to lie. Um, what I love about working Universal is that although I am in the publicity department, I'm not constricted to only working with media. I'm able to contribute my ideas and work with the marketing team, work with the digital streaming partnership team, which is like the people who deal with Spotify. Um, I'm able to work with multiple labels, not just Universal Music Latin Entertainment, but Fonovisa, which manages uh, the, the regional Mexican artists here after club, which has um, like experimental, there are a bunch of different types of artists over there. So I, what I like about it is that it's one big community where you're not just restricted to, oh, you only work here or you only work there. Like you're able to, similar to what Valentina is saying, like you're not just, everyone's a, a label. Well, in my world, it'd be everyone's a label manager, but everybody has a voice within the organization. And as long as you make your voice 
heard and made it loud and clear, then your your ideas will be definitely heard and take, taken into consideration. And you never know. I mean, I started off as an intern um, in 2019. Yeah, I started off as an intern in 2019 and they had no clue who I was, um, but they, they had me working on a project that I was super passionate about. I said it was going to work. And I mean, it, it ended up becoming something pretty big, at least in my book. And within that project's book, that it was something that people definitely remembered and and have always taken that into account. Like, oh, that remember that idea? Like, let's continue developing that idea into something further. So, um, like Vala said, no matter how big or small your like your role is in that company, um, your voice is definitely always heard. And what I also like is that there always there's always room for learning and growing. Um, there's webinars. There's, I mean there's so many webinars that I don't even have time to schedule to join them because they're always teaching us like new applications, new technology, new methods of doing certain things. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just, honestly, I love working at Universal because of that. They're always giving us resources to learn, grow, and we're all, we work very collaboratively. And both of you uh, mentioned in some sort of way LATAM market, right? Um, just in completely different capacities, but I think it would be interesting to hear, um, starting with you, Vani, where you're kind of like bridging the two cultures and the two markets or three markets, really, um, and a very, very complex world that is, you know, Latinx and Latin America and all of that. So what has that been like in your experience? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I would say it was it was difficult for me just because so I was born in Colombia, I moved to the US when I was about, you know, young, three years old ish. Um, and really, I grew my life here in Miami. So for me, although, you know, I did, I was an immigrant, or I am an immigrant, I really felt like I lived sort of that US Hispanic Latino experience. So when, you know, speaking back home, or you know, sharing campaigns to the Latam market, I had to really tune in to that, you know, truth of my family and to the consumers over there. So it definitely was a challenge for me to shift my mindset, but it's really rewarding um, to be able to give back to my culture and heritage in that way. Um, if it's, sort for, for example, a U.S.-based client that's trying to merge to Latin America or even vice versa, a Latin America client who's trying to, you know, open the doors in the U.S. Um, so that's been a really great experience. But most of my work now really focuses on multicultural. So uh, the US Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Latinx community. And I think it's really interesting to see sort of where that community is going and the way that different agencies and the way that different campaigns sort of coin terms to speak at them with, because really, you know, Latinx, we've seen that it's a term that only about 3% of U.S. Hispanic Latinos actually resonate with. And people just think it's a marketing term. It is a term that aims to be more inclusive of gender and, and different, you know, um, ways of identifying. Uh, but I think that we are challenged to reach a market that within itself is so diverse and so, you know, heritage-wise, cultural, we are so different as a group of Hispanic and Latinos, so it's never going to be an easy feat, but this just brings up the conversation of having those seats at the table, making sure that you don't just have, for example, a Colombian 
leading a U.S. Hispanic Latino campaign. You need to have people from different cultures, you know, Central America, South America, Latin America, you need to have someone from Brazil even to make sure that we're really hitting those nuances across every single market and they're not always going to be the same and that's okay. Um, so it's, it's definitely a challenge, but it's one that I'm happy to take on just because it allows me to learn so much more about myself as being Latina, but also getting to learn about what that looks like for others. Uh, and one call out I want to give here is just a lot of like U.S. Hispanics today, like we resonate so much with things that are just general market. So sometimes you want to do a Latino campaign and it's like, wait, that, that doesn't feel authentic to us. You know, it, you're trying to push the envelope too hard in something that, for me personally, like, I like things that maybe people who aren't Hispanic also like. So finding that balance is key. At least on my end, um, my main focus is working with U.S. Latin and Puerto Rico. However, I do um, collaborate a lot with Latin America and Europe, with like Spain and, well, mostly Spain, since our artists are majority uh, Spanish-speaking artists. Um, but similar to like what Valentina says, although I do focus on the U.S., Latin, and Puerto Rico, there are times where data and, and information from the other countries kind of trickle down into our market as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, in reality, I, I can't talk too much about working in the Latin American, like with Latin American countries, because I'm not super involved with those countries. I'm more with the United States and Puerto Rico. So we talked about the Latin American market. We talked about your time at both New York, Edelman, Universal, your day-to-day even, how Valentina likes to breathe. <laughs> um, yeah, so, breathing. <laughs> so any words of advice to our listeners who are about to graduate or are starting their careers, be it in entertainment, be it in a big company, or just, you know, regular PR and advertising? So some advice that I would give to, to the listeners starting off their careers, or even if you're not starting off your career, but you're, you're like a freshman starting, um, is definitely get as much as experience as you can under your belt. That's what's going to not only help you stand out, but that's also what's going to help you developing your, your skills um, as a person and also figuring out what you like and what you don't like. Because there, there could be an internship that has to do with PR and you're like, what is this? Or there could be an internship that has to do with social media. And you're like, I thought I love social media, but I, I don't like this. So, which kind of happens to Vali. She'll, she'll give you guys that little, um, <laughs> little message later. Um, but um, nothing, just, just definitely get a lot of experience under your belt. Try to learn as many um, applications and softwares as you can. Uh, in the marketing department, the school of business, they didn't teach us how to use Adobe. I kind of did that on my own and with like Lily and Bold teaching us with different workshops. So definitely try to get that under your belt because although it might not be required for your position, you will definitely be a resource in the long run when you either need to edit a picture really quick, a video, whatever it might be, definitely something great to have um, in your back pocket. Also just be yourself at interviews. I'll give you guys a quick little like inside of uh, my first interview, my interview at Universal, I was not like super prepared in the PR world. Like I mentioned before, I, I had an idea of what PR was, but I didn't know what it took to really write a press release. I knew what a press release was. I knew how to look at one. I knew how to read one, but I didn't know the exact elements, everything I needed to go into it, how concise, whatever. So um, I obviously reached out to Valentina to give me some advice. 
um, after the, the interview, but they asked me, they were like, do you know how to write a press release? And I was very honest with them. And I told them, no, but I'm willing to learn. Um, so at your interviews, don't lie, be super authentic. If you lie, it's going to bite you in the butt later. Um, be super authentic in your interviews. Don't be afraid to tell them, Hey, no, I'm, I don't know how to do this, but I'm willing to learn. Cause that's at the end of the day, that's what you're being hired for. Like you're an intern, you're not applying for a director's position. You're there to learn and you're there to, to grow and meet people. And my last little piece of advice is to have a great support team, have a lot of friends that support you and what you do. Um, have a great girlfriend like I do or a partner. Um, shout out to Erica, who was at every single Bulls meeting that I was at, always either doing her homework or supporting me as I was guiding a meeting, but she was always there. So having some some support like that is definitely um, something important to have um, with you throughout your, your college experience and even in your professional life. I mean, Erica's in my YouTube videos. She's supporting every single project that I've done or do. So definitely have a good support team. Shout out Erica. Honestly, <laughs> she was the real MVP of Bold. <laughs> um, you stole, you stole my advice. I was yeah. going to say my, well, so I, I have a couple, but I wanted to like preamble it by just saying having a support system, having like a buddy or a friend. There are so many times that I was having a breakdown. I couldn't do it. I couldn't submit one more application. I didn't know you know, what I was doing for, let's say, a specific marketing or social campaign, because again, I studied PR, but Carlos studied marketing, and he, like, he didn't know what he was doing for PR. Like, we really, like, in our friendship, professionally, we were really able to help each other in that sense, and then, you know, to expand it to other members of Bold, there's, you know, call-outs here, like Irenia, like Jose, like, so many others that really did just help us in those moments, and even if it wasn't to talk about something related to school or related to your career, it was just to kind of like let go and, and talk and say, hey, I'm doing this. I can do this. Sometimes you need to take a step back and you just need to have that buddy to give you that reassurance. In the hard days when, when you feel like maybe you didn't make the right career choice to say, you know, they believe in you and, and they know that you can push it forward. Because I know like, for example, Carlos was that person for me. Erica was even that person for me. Lily has been that person um, and, and vice versa. So that was like, you stole my thunder, Carlos, but I think I added a little yeah, fire yeah, to it. Definitely, <laughs> definitely added to it. And yeah, you, you guys, Vale, Lily, all of eboard was definitely a huge support team. We all pushed each other. So definitely just to like sum that, at least that part up, definitely have a great support team and, and be open to, to being criticized, but in, in a good way, be open to critique and um, be open to feedback. Yeah. Well, and then with that, I think my, my two cents for um, grads applying now are, you know, people reviewing your resume, even if you personally have like reviewed your resume 10 times, that's not enough. Send it to someone else. Send it to a professor. Send it to, send it to me. Send it to Carlos. Carlos, I'm putting you on the line here. <laughs> send it to any of us and, and we'll take a look at it and, and we'll let you know, hey, maybe we should tweak this. Maybe we should tweak that. There's so many times it's even happened to me where I feel like I've looked at my resume a million times and it's like, 
perfect and then I send it to someone else and they're like hey you you missed a comma here or you know little details like that that you just always want to have an extra set of eyes on when it comes to that interview process again Carlos mentioned this but just be unapologetically you because people are going to hire you off of yes your willingness to learn but again what you can bring to the table is is that you know that you're young you're hungry for the opportunity um maybe you're just really into campaigns and you know a lot about you know what's happening in the industry and, and trends in that sense I know that for me was like a big thing in my interview. They asked me like, oh, um, can you give us an example of, you know, a trending campaign or I don't remember the exact question, but I, I, you know, I had it up my sleeve already because I'm a nerd and I look into those things. So I, I was like, I shared how, you know, the campaign where CoverGirl changed like they're saying. So I came prepared with that case and I, you know, just bragged about all the things that were done right in that campaign, things I think could have been optimized and done better, things that I think they could have done partnership wise. Being eager is going to help you and just be prepared in all senses, but most importantly, be you because that's who they're buying into and that's who's going to grow into that professional in the future. Thank you so much for that. We're all here nodding and there's so much. Yes. There's so many great anecdotes and great uh, tidbits of advice. So thank you so much Vale and Carlos for coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having us. We had a great time. Um, love contributing uh, to this awesome initiative that you guys are doing. I love seeing that the club has been growing, that you guys are getting more creative and um, I'm always open to, to coming back and, and talking to you guys. Same here, whenever you need it. Thank you so much. Proud Panther, proud bald alum. You know, you can always count on us. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. And I tell you that probably all our listeners and members are just like, yes, snapping throughout this whole episode because you guys really, really brought it home. And it was awesome. Thank you. To connect with us on social media, make sure to follow us on our Instagram at boldfiu. And to learn more about Bold and our work, visit us at boldfiu.com. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us in two weeks where we'll be chatting with another one of our graduates who now works at one of Miami's top marketing agencies. See you next time on the Bold Brew Podcast.